Hello, everybody. Uh, hello, uh, all listeners. Hello, John. Hello. How are you doing today? Wow, what a great day to be on a Homestuck podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm doing all right today. It, it's it's just been a day. I woke up, uh, watched watched video games. Uh, I I tried the new spicy nuggets from McDonald's. <laughs> they were. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> I've been off Twitter for like two days. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, not to get too into detail, but um, I had I kicked a bit of a hornet's nest on Twitter a couple days ago. Yeah, you did. Um, and I I talked. I didn't even talk shit. I made a, a humorous screen cap contrasting post targeted at people who jack off to anime porn of little girls, uh, yep. which is bad. You shouldn't do that. Um, and. I forgot that people who do that are the dumbest and most uh, angry motherfuckers on earth. And so I have been uh, assailed by a legion of angry pedophiles uh, eager to insinuate that I am, in fact, the pedophile for being for taking a stance against them. So in the face of this, uh, I decided it was best for me to just, you know, take a break from Twitter because it was melting my brain. And no matter how much moral high ground I had, uh, it was just poison to swim in this fish tank. Yeah. Pretty um, pretty unfortunate timing for you to take a break. You you missed a pretty big Kanye meltdown that kind of took over Twitter all day. I heard I heard about that. Um, um uh, that he, made it into some of my group DMs. He it, it it started in the funniest way. He said that he was gonna upload his contracts with Universal and then he made a tweet that was like I'm going to have to post these page by page. Twitter won't load my PDFs. And it's like, man, you don't know That's how awesome. Twitter works. That's awesome. Um, and then I think Twitter should accept PDFs. He posted the PDFs for his contracts page by page. And it was like 100 tweets. And, <laughs> and then he posted a video of him peeing on a Grammy. I saw that. And <laughs> it... it Hold on, I need to I, I need to show you his his signature from his contract because it's like the funniest thing. He needs to hydrate based on that video. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is real. This is real. Um, I don't. Oh, this box. Uh, I I'll, I'll when when this episode goes live, I'll post the screenshot of his signature so that our listeners can see it. If you haven't seen it already, it's the funniest thing. This owns. Um, but yeah. Kanye, interesting man, should probably take a break from social media at some point. Yeah, if anybody needs to take a break from the on from online, it's him. Um, I I am like as of right now, like somewhere around like fifty four hours Twitter free. How's um, that feeling? I, I've been reading like a, a book, Whoa. and it's it just feels amazing to <laughs> be able to read for more than like a paragraph before I I need more dopamine. Um, uh, my dad a couple years ago gave me a bunch of his Ursula K. Le Guin novels, and I never finished any of them, and decided that I'm not going to come back to Twitter until I finish at least two, so I'm now reading The Lathe of Heaven, which is a very interesting, uh, book. If you haven't ever read any of her books, I would recommend them. Here I was, about to ask you which Percy Jackson book you're reading, but... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I was a big Percy Jackson fan as a kid, um, but I I I generally have kind of, uh, moved on from, like... I guess young adult targeted content. I guess except with the exception of this podcast. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know. I, I Percy Jackson's pretty cool. Uh, I if we hadn't already rambled on for so long, um, I would say that we could get into a discussion about Percy Jackson. But I'm gonna say that we could take that uh sometime else because that yeah. was actually a pretty big part of my childhood. Yeah, shout out, shout out, uh, shout out, Rick, Rick Riordan. Rick Riordan, pretty cool guy. One of the definitely one of the cooler uh, young adult. He's like uh, the complete authors. opposite of J.K. Rowling. Oh my god. Shout out um, J.K. Rowling. No, actually, no. <laughs> we're not giving a shout out to J.K. Rowling. I retract my shout out to J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I have a. I generally have like a like a lot of weird feelings about mixed feelings about like young adult literature. I don't know how you feel on the subject. Um, but I feel like there's you have like your Percy Jack like Percy Jackson. I think is like a really good like example of something that like it it is probably good for kids to read. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it encompasses a lot of different subject matter. It kind of, like, actually matures as it goes on. On like every, Everyone says that Harry Potter matures as it goes on, but just kind of gets, like, more long-winded um, and, like, gratuitously dark. I feel like Percy Jackson did a pretty good job at, like, growing up as it went along. Yeah. Uh, but then you have, like, a lot of the, I don't know, the second wave of young adult literature, which was, like... Hunger Games? I guess the Hunger Games was probably the start of it, because um, all of what I'm thinking of is like a ripoff of Hunger Games. Everything turned into a dystopia. Yeah, um, like like uh the Divergent series. Um, yeah. There was there was another one that was really similar in concept to Divergent. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Maze Runner, maybe. Would Maze Runner count? Is Maze that... Runner Maze Runner qualifies, I think. Okay. Um, but like. I don't know the sh- the shift. I I think that what was part of what was so good about Percy Jackson, uh, and, and was like that it had a really strong emphasis on like the 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 team, whereas, um, a, like something that characterized like the post Hunger Games young adult literature was like the main character being like special, yeah, or like the chosen one. I mean, Harry Potter did that, yeah. Um, and it suffered greatly from it because Harry Potter is actually not a very interesting character at all. Um, but yeah, I, I think that my, my amateur, uh, spin foil theory that I'm going to put out here is that a lot of the bad young adult fiction was kind of marked by a shift for focus to like, uh, focusing on the main character or like the self insert as like the, the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, fuck Harry Potter. That's my take. Uh, <laughs> man, you, 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 you with your, your, your missing out on Twitter. Uh, Hagrid, good, good old Hagrid came out as a turf today. Very unfortunate news. Wait, like the actor? Yeah, or... yeah, the actor who played uh Hagrid, he came out as a turf today. He he came out in defense of J.K. Rowling and he. He was like, trans people are just people who want to get offended at any point in time. And Damn, it, that fucking sucks. It really sucked because, like, <laughs> Haggard was, like, one of my favorite characters of the, like, four movies that I watched. Uh, I don't know. I was a big Harry Potter kid, and it's weird uh, that, uh, it's weird to see it all, like, crumble around, ar- around my ears as an adult yeah. and realize, like, man... I mean, like, I think part of growing up a Harry Potter kid is that, like, if you actually become m- more mature, uh, and you revisit the books instead of just, like, pretending that they, they're they really good, yeah, is that you realize that, like, they kind of start to suck. <laughs> enough enough um, about, uh, 
shitty young adult literature. Let's move on to shitty young adult literature. But um, <laughs> I, I actually was intending to uh, to transition into talking about uh, what I like about Homestuck as I'm reading it is that it has a big focus on um, uh, the the whole like there's more than one character that it focuses on. It is willing to kind of expand into interactions between characters instead of focusing on one person's journey. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's let's go let's go into it. Let um, we we left off on a cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So today we had twenty nine twenty seven to thirty thirty five. Um, I I played up a lot last episode, or not even played up. I was really uh, agonizing about how um, excited I was for this cliffhanger, and I feel it feels weird to 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 be on the other side of it because it's it's both like nowhere near as like in climactic as it was made out to be. Yeah, but. The 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 everything around it was is also very satisfying in its own way. I would yeah. say. I feel like um, uh, with 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 us seeing exactly what happens in this in in this flash, uh, while yes, the implications of of it are pretty big, uh, we we haven't really seen the the full implications of it happening. So it's it's like it's kind of like a a continued like hey look forward to this. A little bit, yeah. A lot, actually. Um, but yeah, Jade Enner uh, is what we open up uh, with here. Um, which, this is this is Carcat's explanation to John, uh, illustrated via Flash, of what happened and how they fucked everything up. Um, so, basically, in summary, um, John is about to prototype one of the the weird blue lady dolls that Grandpa had lying around uh, until he is knocked out by Riska's psychic influence. Um, Jade, meanwhile, is fucking around with her entry item, which is a, uh, like, a Beck-shaped apple hanging from a tree um, that she has to shoot. It's a pinata. It's a pinata, okay. She has to to shoot it. She's trying to hit it, but she has to shoot it. Um, I guess, okay. I guess I didn't even think of it. I didn't even register that as a pinata. Um, ah, okay. Um, in the midst of all this, uh, in an attempt to, I, I think it, this is like in a in a, a a guardianly attempt to protect Jade. Beck prototypes himself um, into the Colonel Sprite, which is the worst possible thing that could have happened. Fucked up. Really fucked up. Um. This unleashes a wave of energy um, that it seems like it basically obliterates the remains of civilization on Earth. Anyone anyone who was left on Earth at this point, if there were any, uh, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um, Becca, uh, the new the new Beck Sprite um, uses his new his uh, new first guardian slash sprite uh, powers to deflect uh the meteor that is uh falling down on the harley estate um let's see the uh, meanwhile in the in the medium um the prototyping uh kicks in on the ring and it grants jack a horrific amount of power with which uh he easily slaughters um bro and possibly dave sprite um escapes into the he, he we see him uh, emerging into the troll session, 
uh, as the indestructible demon that is plaguing them um, and wreaking havoc there. And while all this goes on in the narrative, uh, we conclude on Jade lying in a bed of snow, blissfully unaware as she sleeps, uh, and the flash ends. Wild stuff. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, yes. Um, the, the, the song choice is, like, very, uh, I guess tonally different than any other big action flash we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because it's like most of the action that occurs in it is stuff we've already kn- we already know about. Um, like the the destruction of Prospit, um, the troll, the the Aradiabot slaughter. Um, no, it's very cool. Um, it, like I said, um. It's weird because it shows the the offending incident, which is Beck being prototyped, but it doesn't really show us any of the consequences we didn't already know about yet. Because functionally, all that we see, is, all that we know is that okay, so the trolls are uh, on the run or in the in hiding from uh, an indestructible demon, which we now know is Jack and not Lord English. Yeah. Uh, and the kids session is incompletable, which we again already knew. Um, uh, some, something else that that you didn't touch on, and the the way that it's animated, it it, it really wants you to notice this fact. But uh, when Jack enters the troll session, he now has blood on his arm, and there, it the the flash is basically telling you put a pin in that because uh, the way it's animated is it's very obviously like making it more obvious. To the to the viewer that there is blood on his arm, it visually calls attention to like his right hand is like his only hand is like coated in blood. Yeah, it's bright red. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess like a moment related to that is when um, Carcat wakes up on Prospect and he sees Jack standing over him. Uh, the first thing like that's where it calls attention to like oh his hand is bloodied. Yeah. Um and. I don't know. I guess there's some significance to that in that uh, the 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 initial bonding between Carcat and his sessions Jack was focused around that, and that that comes up in a, in a second. But yeah, overall, uh, pretty pretty good Flash. I would say that it was a uh, solid eight out of ten. Agree, agree. <laughs> the the shot of like Carcat like looking up at Jack is like really sad. Like yeah. like the face that Carcat is making it. Man. Poor Carcat. One of the first sympathetic Carcat moments. Early sympathetic Carcat moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess moving on from that, um... Bro... 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 (laughs) Bro is just dead. Um... No getting around it. He... He is completely dead. Um... The... (laughs) We've had a lot of we've had a lot of dream self death. We had a lot of past future self death. But Bro is a character we have one of at this point, and uh, he is He's gone. no longer kicking. Good- goodbye, Bro. Um, Dave Sprite is uh, at least missing in action. There's feathers everywhere, um, which does not bode well, and also his uh, like the the Sprite talisman. 
just lying in a pool of blood. Yeah. Um, not looking good for Dave Sprite either. And Cal, um, Cal's laying there. Cal's not looking too hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jack takes the, both Bro's shades and Cal as a tro- as a trophy of sorts. Um, and and flies off. Uh, presumably to wreak havoc elsewhere. Um, as these like closing shots, like panels are go through. There's like more conversation between Carcat and John where. Carcat just kind of rubs in, like, you guys fucked up so bad. Um, the, I, I don't like that in this conversation he blames Jade for prototyping Beck, um, which is a minor thing, but, you know, like, he did it himself. Leave, leave, leave her alone, Carcat. Yeah. Off. Um... Carcat explains to John that Beck was the first guardian, uh, which was obvious to us, but John has no idea what any of these things mean. Um, this is another one of those things where, like, John is just too good for the situations he's in. Yeah. Um, Carcat is, like, explaining how they're all live, like, all life in their universe is doomed, and John is just kind of like, oh, well, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Which is very sweet and very in character. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there's another um, like cut in t- back to the exiles who are getting a bit more attention now. Um, of the the White Queen in the in the future, um, assembling her station, which is Beck head shaped. Um, which is why we didn't see it before. Um. Yeah. Other things in here. Uh, Karkat does say he felt, like, betrayed by Jack's rampage through Prospect, which, it it does make that shot that we were talking about uh, a bit more sad. Um, I it, it feels like uh, Jack is, like, one of the only characters that uh, Karkat felt like he had established some kind of genuine friendship with. Yeah. Uh, without any bullshit drama on the side. And even it, it's weird because even like in this conversation, Carcat like almost makes excuses for him. Like he says, like, yeah, he killed me as soon as I woke up, but that was probably just the way he was saying hello. And it's like, man, poor Carcat. Um, he explains why he's been trolling the kids, uh, and he signs off. Um so yeah, uh again. Unfortunately, we we don't get to this point in this reading. Um, but now we are now um between the, the next John Carcat conversation will now be the first one and the one where John is wearing the funny the funny pajamas. Uh, that what could they mean? Wonder what all that's about. <laughs> I wonder. Um, let's see. Uh, uh. Where are we? Um, okay. So we pick up uh, back with the Exiles. Um, specifically with WV. Uh, in the future, again, Best Boy is, is returned. Um, as he observes the symbolically uh, planted Beck head on top of the frog statue, um, it, it reminds him of that day on the battlefield that we covered like two readings ago. Um, where John, uh, loses the ring and WV picks it up. Um, 
this is the point where he puts two and where WV puts two and two together and realizes that the ring uh, is the, the John is the self seeing person uh, who he has been guiding and who he saw that one day on the battlefield. Um, he prepares to uh, guard the ring from John, uh, but uh, John wakes up before WV can go sicko mode and unleash <laughs> the ring's power. Um, worth mentioning that as this whole thing is, uh, as this c c scene is uh, playing out, um, the battlefield around them is starting to mutate uh, and change shape, uh, I guess, with the with the fourth prototyping. Yeah, achieving its final form. Yes. Um, but yeah, John, John wakes up uh, and, and poofs away at this point. Uh, so with the, the, new, the new norm for Dream Selves waking up. Um, let's see. Uh, John, at this point, after waking up, has the previous conversations with Carcat uh, when he last woke up, um, through which WV uh, begins to uh, annoy him, uh, or... Uh, I want to say I, I I put pester followed by a question mark in my notes because I I don't know what to describe this as because pestering is already a thing. Uh, I usually just refer to it as like instructing because it's like an instruction terminal and that's good. Yeah. Um, but he begins to instruct John um to uh to do the windy thing um which John is completely baffled by. There's hints throughout the battle, uh, the battlefield scene that John has done some windy thing uh, that we are not yet privy to. Um, but WV is encouraging him to do it as this whole thing plays out. Um, we go back to John. Uh, we, go, we see the land of wind and shade wreathed in green flames, um, which is rapidly encroaching on his position. Um, and then we get, uh, our first, uh, uh, you, you, you kind of skimmed over the fact that, uh, WV in an attempt to like make John hear him, uh, he, he turns caps lock back on and it locks him inside the station and he can't, he can't unlock it. Oh no. Oh, I was going to get to that. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm a little out of order right now. Yeah, you are uh, a little out of order right now. <laughs> Whenever we go, like, a big page range with a lot of things happening without a pester log, it, like, becomes really easy to just, like, try to tell things in a more chronological order than the pages happen, and just hop over things as they happen. Yeah. Um. So now we go back to John. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, as we go back to John, um, John is pestered by Vriska, and now we have... A pester log was their anchor point for not getting lost in things. Um, <laughs> so, we have this risk of pester log. Um, and the first thing that I, I think when I read it is like, wow, Vriska is so bad at manipulating... Vriska's manipulation uh, skills really have fallen apart at this point. Yeah. Um, she's basically doing... Well, trying to do the exact same thing she did with Tapros, with the whole I'm trying to make you stronger stuff. And John's like, John's, John's a little bit too dense for that. <laughs> I, I was just more straightforwardly referring to like at the, at the start where she's like, answer me. And then as soon as he answers her, 
she's like, oh, whatever. Uh, I, 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 I didn't even notice uh, that you were back. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, she's, she's getting worse at this. Um, but yeah, um, basically, uh, it's, Vriska says, like, hey, yeah, I was the one who knocked you out. Um, and John is like, why? Um, we fucked everything up because I was asleep. Um, to which point she does go into what you were saying with, like, the, the, the she's doing the Tavers thing again, where she basically says, like, she wants to encourage, uh, she wants John to rise to the challenge. Um, yeah, except, except this time in, in this particular situ- situation, it's like on a much bigger scale with what she's doing. Yes. <laughs> um, the, 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 the Beck prototyping has a bit bigger scale than whatever went on with Tavros before. Yeah, because Vriska just goes ahead and lays it out that she wanted Beck to be prototyped. She wanted to be the cause of Jack because she wants to be the one to kill him. Yes, this is actually, like, really, uh, I think kind of essential Vriska characterization stuff here. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vriska says, like, creating Jack was the whole point because we need to kill him, and the reason that she's so into this idea of doing this is because she wants to be the one to kill him. Um... She says, like, you know, it doesn't matter that this happened because it was always going to happen. He was he's already here. Uh that's the mantra now. He is already here. Put a um, put a pin in that phrase. Put a bit of a pin in that. Um put a put a big old pin in that. Um Yeah, she she kinda hints uh at, at, at her uh at her power level here, um, saying that, you know, she she says she is the strongest troll by far, um, and that this is her, uh, is dead set on 1v1ing Jack, as we heard in the Flash. Um, where it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's frankly unhinged. Yeah, um, I, I think, I think situations like this in, in, in Homestuck are, are really interesting. Uh, a lot of people point to this and are like, here's why Brisk is bad. It, like, well, there's a lot of p- places where people point, but this is also one of the big ones. <laughs> there's several. Uh, but but this is really interesting because it she couldn't have come up with this idea until Jack had already entered their session, which means Jack was always meant to enter their session. And it's like, yes, she says that she wanted to be responsible but like there's this like cyclical paradoxical paradoxical shit where it's like she had to be the one to make him because he had already entered their session and if Riska didn't go through with that it would cause a deviation in the timeline and then they would probably be in a doomed timeline and that sucks and it would everything would go to shit and they would just fade out of existence so yeah she's like partially she's like absolved of responsibility partially um yeah it's like because it was going to happen anyway yes her intentions of her quote-unquote doing this because she wants to be the one to kill him are a little bit kind of but but it's like if anything the one at fault here is paradox space because like 
it had to happen. Yeah, it's a weird, um, it makes it weird to analyze, like, characters, like, character motivation, and, uh, it, it, it mostly makes it hard to, like, judge characters. Yeah. Uh, because, it, like, by nature of the story, um, the trolls mostly know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, as we've seen, like, a lot of their kind of characterization and, like, their, their place in the story is defined by how they grapple with, um, predestination. Yeah. And, and Vriska is, just happens to be the one who, like, fully embraces it yeah. and is really pumped about the role that she is to play. Yeah. Um, which I, I guess, uh, I don't know. I think it's, a, I think it's, it's fairly unique, um, to, to have this situation where your characters just know what's going to happen, um, and then respond in different ways, um, and I, 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 I kind of like this whole thing where Vriska is just super pumped about it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think it's anything crazy. It's not anything crazy for a character to, like, say, have some destiny as, like, a chosen one and then play into that. Uh, but this is a lot more literal and, like, grounded than a story like that mm -hmm. would be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what else here? John... John responds to this 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 revelation by saying that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. I love John so much. <laughs> um the the uh what else? Um Riska signs off by encouraging him to become a hero and setting another heart, which is are getting a little bit unsettling. Um if they weren't already. Yeah. <laughs> um as Riska signs off, um, uh, WV continues to uh, type in instructions in all caps um, in in wonderful, typical WV fashion, encouraging him to do the windy thing some more, um, uh, which which prompts John to do the windy thing. It it really it really comes out of nowhere. It just it just <laughs> kind of happens. Um. Uh, if if nobody if if anybody has not heard the the Bowman uh, rendition of John do the windy thing, I would encourage you to go look it up. That's a pretty classic one. Yeah, it's good. Um, let's see. <laughs> As John uh, flies away in the gust he's created, um, Riska exclaims, "Fly, pupa, fly!" Which is weird. Um. It's it, it's interesting to look at it from the angle of like John being like like Vriska is still trying to accomplish whatever she did with Tavros, whatever she failed with Tavros. Yeah. Um, I think that's weird to me purely because uh, Tavros it just is so like ends up being so nothing on this front. I don't know. Um. But if, I I think that no matter what analysis you want to put on it, it's very it's 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 kind of weird champ for Riska to be yelling "fly pupa fly" uh, on this occasion, considering the last time that happened. Yeah, 
I'll 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 agree with you on that. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Um But yeah, uh John has now done the windy thing. Um he's got he's 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 he's, he's harnessed his his supernatural abilities somehow. In what in in what way we don't we don't know how this will pan out, but uh that's it, it's a breakthrough moment. Um Yeah. Uh, so we cut away from the land of wind and shade, and we now move on to Dave uh, stooping around uh, in Rose's uh, Durst bedroom um, as she, as her dream self sleeps, and as his dream self uh, snoops around. Yeah, and her her dream self. Uh, last time we saw her dream self, uh, she was just faintly glowing black. Now she's just full on like she's like got tendrils rising off of her. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, Dave finds the Dream Bubbles book, um, which is a really minor gag that I, I always forget about, um, it's there, um, and he opens it up, uh, to find a, a poem that as far, I, I looked into this, as far as I can tell, this is mostly written by Hussey. Huh. Um, yeah, uh, which... If you take more than a second to look at it, it starts to make sense that that's the case. Um, the last line uh, is from Hamlet, I think. Um, but the first part, um, I slept and saw God's forge and frost. That's that that uh that seems to first appear here. Um, which it, it the the iron forgotten in the fire uh bit kind of makes. Kind of makes it make a little bit more sense in that on there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Poem actually not stolen from somebody. Crazy. And yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. And this introduces us to, uh, Jade's uh land introductory flash. Um. Count counting two flashes in one reading. Uh. This is a this is an unprecedentedly high amount. Um. But yeah, uh, Jade takes her place in the land of frost and frogs. It's cool. Really good establishing Flash. Very good. Um, I I appreciate the use of a Flash for something that's not like action again. Yeah. Um, I feel like these are a bit rarer. Uh, but it's it's cool to just have a uh some cool establishing shots, some nice music, and not a lot else besides oh we're here now. Um, I guess it also potentially gives some context to, uh, Kanaya's land that we saw during Hivebent, mm -hmm. where that had a similarly scrambled name. Yeah. Uh, as well as a volcano in a land belonging to a space player. Um, but yeah, frogs, they're here. Um, as we go out of this, I, I don't think there's much to say about it besides that, you know, it's, 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 it's good yeah just a just a neat shot flash <laughs> i feel like we haven't a good establishing flash since like the very first one and it was a welcome change of pace yeah i'll say that much and we cut to a flashback question mark <laughs> i literally have in my notes written flashback question mark <laughs> um th this is also a really cool fake out i think as far as uh mixing as far as storytelling goes um because it, it the the fake the the fake out is like unprecedented, I think. Yeah. Uh, more or less. 
Um, but we we go back to we go to what seems to be a younger Jade pre suburb um, in her room uh, as she's crafting the bunny, and she's pestered by Feferi. Uh, but this this conversation quickly um, uh, goes along uh, to them talking about like very recent events between them. Um, Feferi drops another slur, so I think that she's at her three count now, so she can die now. Um, <laughs> when you said, uh, like, a lot of the, the fandom perception of Feferi is that she shows up, drops three slurs, and dies, um, I, I am, I'm shocked at how literal that turned out, because at the, this conversation devolves, um, into them... Uh, experiencing deja vu, realizing that they're in a dream, and then uh, when, when uh, as Feferi suddenly materializes, and Jade asks, "Why are you here?" Uh, Feferi literally is like, "I'm, I'm dead, silly man." <laughs> so she's she's dropped her three slurs and died. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Feferi. We do get one thing out of out of this pastor log, and it's that the the dream bubbles only exist because Feffrey requested that uh, they be created. I mean, like, yes. they, they do exist, like, naturally, but she specifically said she would request a series of them. Series of them. It, uh, it is, this is a dream and a memory. It is the past brought back to life by a witch. It's all of those things. Um, which is, uh, yeah, that's a pretty straightforward, like, Feffrey was the, Feffrey was the witch of life. Makes sense. Yeah, and then on the page before that, she says, Soon I will go to sleep and speak to the gods. I will convince them to establish a series of stable dream bubbles where we can meet up in our sleep. <laughs> Poor Jade. Poor Jade. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ask for this. <laughs> she really didn't. I mean, th this seems on all accounts much better than uh, her previous uh, dream. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the... The the cut to dead Feferi with the blank eyes is um a little is a bit jarring. Yeah. Uh it's our first this is yeah, this is our first like go ghosts blank eyes. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's the only one for a bit, and it's pretty on it's it's genuinely pretty unsettling. Yeah. Uh if as a kid reading this. Yeah. Um it, this is also uh I, this this conversation hints towards Feferi's uh, permadeath. Um, because Jade asks, are you asleep too? And Feferi says, uh, no, I woke up from my nap a while ago. Um, and when Jade asks, well, if you're awake, then why are you here? And Feferi's like, oh, well, I'm dead. Uh, I, yeah, this is our, <laughs> yeah. She's a ghost. Scary. Spooky. Um... Jade wakes up and is very is is again distraught by all of this, which is I I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Um. Jade reappeared in this comic and is just immediately subjected to like all kinds of uh storytelling abuse. Um. But you know, thankfully for her, uh, her her land seems to be. It's it's beautiful. It's it's serene um it's a wonderful new world to explore uh and she starts to make her way towards her house um but is suddenly interrupted by uh one of the new souped up imps 
Um, in one of my favorite, uh, probably my favorite uh, interactive Flash in the comic. It's good. Um, this is like a per- the big personal favorite. Uh, I, when I was younger, this was like, uh, I don't know. I really love the, the, the song is a really good, Sun Slammer is a great song. Um, the, the way that it's sync- time to sync up to everything. The, like, spatial montage of all places that it's going through. Um... I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah, uh, three flashes in one reading. Wow, three. we're up to wow. This three. is a this is a deluxe episode. We're gonna have to make you guys pay for this one. Yeah, geez. Um, also, I think that like I'm this this is like probably part of why I remember this section of the comic so fondly is because it gets really flash dense for a while. Yeah. Um, and the the quality of them is all is like through the roof. Um. Yeah, I think my favorite part of this is uh, the part where it, it goes back to uh, Lofaf and Dave is standing there and like it times it just up so that the music kind of uh, mellows down for a couple uh, meters um, as it pans to Dave and gets like, uh, I guess like more subdued or like, uh, I don't know what you'd call that. At like when it's reflected in its his, his sunglasses, it's really yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, uh, Dave is in Dave is in Jade's land for some reason. Another highlight, um, when the the imp teleports her through to Dave's land, um, and and she shoots the gun like two feet away from a sleeping Dave. He wakes up and within one frame has his sunglasses on. It's good. <laughs> Uh, Dave and, Dave and the sunglasses, powerful imagery. Um, but yeah, this this loops forever, but uh, as it loops, Beck Sprite shows up at the original location to bail Jade out. And we see, if as we move on from the pages, that uh, bail her out, he does. Um, that, that poor imp that poor absolutely imp. obliterated. The, 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 the page where it's just fading away is so funny. I love it. It's... <laughs> I feel I feel like this face this was like used like way earlier on like yeah. before one of Johnson's was gonna get blown up it's, it's so much funnier here. <laughs> um, Beck Beck Sprite creates like a mushroom cloud. That imp is dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Jade attempts to converse with Beck Sprite and fails. Um, fails pretty hard. <laughs> fucking seizure warning for page 3007 if you're not dead already <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like uh giving these like as like during the episode like during the reading that we're we get them is like a little bit futile <laughs> but like geez these pages are the worst yet because like when, when you see the word sprite log and you have this flashing page in front of you you think oh a safe haven for me to scroll down from this fucking abysmal flashing panel. And then <laughs> you're just greeted by all this. All all these fucking gifts. Nightmare. Hussy, what is this I page? Wanna... I can't wait for the official audiobook when we hear what this sounds like. <laughs> the... this <laughs> page... Jade. This page is like that one Porygon episode of Pokemon. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, poor poor Jade. Like Rose gets all these heartfelt, beautiful conversations with her uh, beloved family pet, uh, who's finally returned to life and can communicate with her. And and Jade just gets like incredibly loud static. Um, <laughs> she just can't catch a break. It seems. Um, the <laughs> as we move on from this, um, the. We, we, at long, long last, yeah. we get context for uh, page 900 when PM saw Jade on her screen um, and, and, and blows up the, uh, and the, the, her, her station gets blown up. Um, Beck does not take kindly to uh, Jade being, being spoken to by the exile. That, that, um, that happened, that, that, that was set up like so long ago. That was twenty one hundred pages ago. Man, pretty good, pretty good one, Hussy. You got us good. Wild. Uh, but yeah, I I I find it kind of interesting as like a side note. Um, that like we're really seeing like Beck's uh protective nature, like is I guess is more canine instincts here as like protect Jade at all costs, which led to him prototyping himself. I was gonna read it. Yeah. And then, like, here, where he's just stopping Jade's... Ec- like, he's just stopping a vital part of what's... Like, what's supposed to be a vital part of uh, progression in the game. Um, which feels weird. Um, Good dog. And it's the kind of thing... It's the kind of thing that, like, you set it up, and I'm like, that's gonna come back and bite our heroes in the ass at some point. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Um, let's see. And we're back uh, to PM, but in the future. Yeah. PM it in the future. Um, in, in the future, future after this, long after the station explodes, and we've we've caught up with the exiles. Um, but yeah. Uh, so PM uh, has just received the crown from the ex White Queen, uh, and is uh reluctant to rule. Um, she's not really into this idea of being a of being a ruler. Um. The White Queen, the ex-White Queen, uh, assures her that uh, a queen need not wear a crown, and that, you know, th- there's not really much around to rule, so it's kind of all up to you on how this works, and you can make me your royal advisor if you want, uh, at, w- at which prompt uh, PM does appoint uh, the the White Queen as her um, uh, advo- advisor. Advoiser. I don't know what the fuck accent is about the last entry there. <laughs> <laughs> um the the passing of the 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 letter that people thought would showed that um dad's name was David Brenner uh it's real and it's not real it's real <laughs> he's out there <laughs> um but the the stamp is bestowed on the white queen uh and that i guess wraps that up all neatly um, this got me thinking about, like, the Exiles and how we saw that uh, on Alternia, the, even after the, the failure of the troll session, evidently, uh, back in their home universe, there was some success by the Exiles on establishing some kind of civilization. Yeah. Um, and it, it made me, uh, it, it got the gears turned in my head about, like, hey, we haven't really seen anything on that front, uh, in the, in the kids' universe. Wonder how that's gonna come back. Hmm. Thinking emoji. Hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, we go back to Jade, um, who through Beck Sprite's uh screen wipe teleport, um, he does like a like a Star Wars screen transition, and that just teleports things to different places. I just realized. Yeah. Um. The but uh, they've uh, that, that's the only time you ever hear me bring up Star Wars. Um, <laughs> we've used up our one Star Wars uh reference per entire podcast run i will not be discussing it again because i hate it um but anyway uh my mindless pathologies aside um we go back to jade's house uh beck teleports her back into the foyer uh which is empty of all of the clutter uh amassed there both by grandpa and by the game mechanics um the Jade goes upstairs to explore more of her house and finds that the atrium is now all snowed in. Uh, the alchemiter and totem lathe have been destroyed. Oh no. Um, and promptly uh, goes on to message Dave. Um, I, I was like, I, I don't think we've seen this in a minute. And I was right, because as far as I could tell, the last time that we saw these two characters talk to one another without... It, besides that memo... Uh, we covered last time yeah um was like 1500 pages ago man and it's not even like uh th- this this pastor log is it's not even like current dave black suit dave that we've been keeping up with this is the the future dave who's like a couple of days worth into the game and like traveling back yeah this is the dave who's kind of seen it all um and is Going back and observing uh, all of the the previous stuff. Yeah, specifically the one whose glasses were like zoomed in on in the in the Jade Flash uh, a few pages yeah. ago. I like this wise Dave. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the Jade and the Dave dynamic is like it. it I, I've I've talked about it before. I like it a lot. Um, I like it whenever Dave isn't doesn't have to try super hard to impress someone. Yeah. Um. And this is, this is like, like the most extreme example of, like, things are just absolutely crazy. Like, Jade has missed out on so much, and she just believes all of it at face value and is very uh, enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't really have a ton to say about it. Um, the, like... It, it it has like a, a like a bit of an archaic feel to it almost because a lot of it is dedicated to them using the game mechanics to patch up the the hole left by Jade not be not having a server player yet. Yeah. Which is such a such an early comic uh concern. One of the one of the things that I wanted to ask you about dur- during during this little bit is oh, cool. is uh Dave and Jade have a little conversation about snow and I wanted to get your take on snow because you're a northerner i don't me personally yeah um okay i thought you were gonna ask but like it, what you, you thought this stood in for symbolically no 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 no, no. like like completely like personally like what do you what do you think about snow i like snow um i like snow until i have to walk uh for a long distance in it okay uh, um or until i have to shovel it yeah um but it's 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 nice um i let it uh, you're a southern, you're a southerner. Um, so I have you ever seen snow? Are you? A... I I have seen snow. Uh, 
pro- progressively less snow as the years go by, and it makes me sad. Yeah, I, I have, yeah. I have, I have very fond memories uh, from when I was a kid. It would snow a lot down here back then, and uh, one of my uncles, uh, he would. Uh, my family, my family, we live in a small town. We all live really close together. So, uh, one of my uncles, he had a four wheeler, and what he would do is he would he would attach a sled to the back of his four wheeler by a really long rope so that it was like relatively safe and he would mm-hmm. he would like pull me and my cousins around in the snow Aww. and it, it was it was really good back then but now it only snows like once a year if we're lucky and even then it doesn't really stick and pain global warming hurt pain it's it sucks to have been born in the exact right generation to have snow when you're a kid and then watch it gradually disappear. Yeah, it, it hurts so much because I love snow like a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I like snow. I mean, I'm a northerner. I'm not too far north, um, but you know, some would consider me. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I guess objectively, I'm I'm decently far north. Uh, I'm just used to like Canadians, and it it's just. It's different up there, but yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania, um, yeah, we get some pretty good snow. Uh, the <laughs> Living in the city um, and getting snow is a kind of a unique experience um, because a lot of, uh, like, city architecture lends itself to just becoming a wind tunnel. <laughs> and uh, there, there were some year, there were some winters during my years at Temple that were just absolutely hellish. Um, I, I, I like to point to this one time when uh i don't know how fast the wind was going but it was fucking the speeds were fucking high and it was snowing really hard um and it took me like it like 10 minutes to get like once i was on the block that my uh apartment building was on it's been like 10 minutes to get from the corner of the block to like the middle of it where the the entrance to the dorms were man um and it, it, it was just a nightmare uh Snow's nice until you get home and you realize that your shoes and your socks and your pants are all soaked through, I guess. I would sum it up as. But it, it's it's a very nice thing to look outside your window and everything's, like, covered in snow. Yeah. And to go outside for a short amount of time and it's, like, everything's muffled. Yeah. It's pretty snow cool. Snow good. Thumbs up. Yeah. Um, fucking... I don't know. I was gonna. I was gonna make some joke about doing like terror, like eco terrorism. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know what flies on all of our various platforms. Uh, so I. I won't. I won't endorse any any illegal actions. Um, on part of our listeners. Unless it's cool. I I endorse cool illegal actions. <laughs> yes. But I won't endorse anything specific. Yeah, I, I, I will <laughs> refrain from saying what I categorize as cool illegal actions. Uh, if you want to know, ask me and I'll tell you, but I won't, I Hit won't my say DM. Yeah, at, not right now, though, because I'm not on Twitter. I don't know whether I'll be on Twitter again by the time uh, this episode goes up. Hopefully not. I am on, I, I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can reach me at, at communistgojira on, on twitter.com. Yeah, they'll pass it on to me and I'll, I'll let you know what I think would be cool. Um, the cool legal action. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, I was actually going to bring a point about the snow in the context of the comic, um, where I feel like, uh, I, we've, we've raised before that, like, snow usually carries some emotional weight in this comic, and, like, when, when you see, like, a really big snowy environment, like, it's probably going to, uh, it probably signifies some... 
uh, something. Yeah. Uh, there's one particular sequence much later in the comic that has stuck with me for a long time, but I'm sure that... I don't need to say, but I'm sure that you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but th- this discussion between the two of them, even though it's pretty, uh... It's pretty... It's not in your face, um, but I feel, I, I, I feel like you could, you, you could, um, attribute some kind of symbolism to the discussion between, uh, Jade and Dave about snow, um, and how, like, neither of them have ever seen it. Yeah. In person until now. Um, it, I guess you could, like, you could lump that in with, uh, how we are now kind of getting to the part of the comic where the characters' arcs has to do with their role in the game and signifying their growth from their their growth from childhood to young adults um is coming in especially how the snow comes up in uh like prompted by um Dave talking about how his thing is time and Jay's thing is space and she will probably come to understand things about it that he doesn't yeah um, I wish I had a more, uh, like, coherent analysis of this besides that it jumps out at me as something that could be significant, but, uh, I'm, I'm putting a pin in this one personally, and, and we'll see if it goes anywhere. Alright. Um, I, I really want Snow to have some kind of coherent symbolism besides just my vague attribution of it as, like, significant. Uh, and I'm, I'm searching for anything I can, I can pin that down on. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they have this conversation that's, uh, like I said, largely, um, just kind of gamey stuff and actually getting jaded in the session. Um, Dave has a really, really funny Winnie the Pooh bit that he, that he dampens a little bit by calling Winnie the Pooh autistic. (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> man unfortunate the, the 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 Christopher robbing my ignorant ass about that egg is a really great line yeah um <laughs> uh, I I love Dave uh minus the ableism um it, it, it's so jarring whenever like the whenever the characters uh, like whenever the writing like hops over the R word and just goes straight for using autistic as an insult. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it dates it a little bit. I mean, I know people still do that, but it's like a lot less, less cool than it, than it was at this point in time. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, there's not really a lot else to talk in this conversation, which which is a little bit sad to me, because um, I like the dynamic, but I there's just not a lot to address besides like you know, the the way they bounce off each other is cool. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything? Because like uh, I I'm at a loss. Not. Not really. Uh. I. I yeah. I, I I'm seconding your thought that like it feels like there's some kind of symbolism going on here and it feels like there's more to this conversation like uh 
something that I think is interesting is uh, we have a Jade who is just now entering the game talking to a Dave who has seen the end of the game already and is just going back and, and checking things out in the past. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, going back to the snow, uh, even though I feel like even if it was present, Dave, he would say the probably the exact same thing. But I, I do think it's interesting that that Jade seems really excited about the snow and Dave just kind of pushes it off. He's like, no, hot's way more cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll, I'll, I, we can take that into consideration. Um, yeah, it's interesting that this Dave is like, has seen through the end of the game and is now just going back to facilitate and he's very like nonchalant about it. Yeah. As Dave is prone to do. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to describe the way that he talks as resigned because Dave always has this detached air about him. Um, but it's like, he, it, 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 the, both the conversation and Dave are like very literally just like going through the motions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, this conversation kind of wraps up and uh we we leave off on uh Dave uh retrieving his eye shades uh from one of his uh consort consorts to answer Rose. Yeah. Specifically Black Suit Dave who was woken up yeah. by the the gunshot from from the flash. Um Yes, that yeah. Completely unintended to make this episode this short. Yeah, I, I, I'm, like, looking at the... Yeah, damn. We really didn't have a ton of dialogue in this one that was, like, super significant. I, did, I didn't um, I, I didn't realize that, like, the, the dialogue that did exist didn't really have that much to go over, aside from mm-hmm. the, the risk a bit uh, about, about her wanting to be the one to kill uh, Jack. But, man, I thought, I thought we'd fill out an extra 30 minutes. I, I'm kind of regretting that because, like, I, I specifically cut off at, right before like a big lore dump, and <laughs> and now I feel. And now our next episode is just gonna be us talking about the lore. Yeah, man, God, I really bunk this one, everybody. <laughs> Listen, it's okay. What do you want to talk about to fill time? Um, do you want to just talk about Percy Jackson? We could just talk about Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, so, I hope so, that our I hope that our listeners just enjoy hearing listening to us talk enough that they're not gonna just turn it off at this point. Yeah, so, uh, sorry. But even so, we're hosting it. We're we're holding it host the next page range host. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to everyone who's 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 ready to hear what we're reading next week. But you're you're not getting it. You're not getting any any early page ranges this time. We're you gotta you gotta sit through the Percy Jackson. Or you could just skip to like a minute before it ends. Or, or that. Um, or that. Instead of two times speed. So, yeah. so Percy Jackson. What's your What's your Percy Jackson story? Um, how did you uh, How did you get turned turned on to Percy Jackson as a kid? Um, I back in middle school. I, I I read the I read the main series back in middle school, and I, you know, like I said earlier, I, I'm from a small town. Uh, my school was re- relatively small, and you know, I was. I was I was really friendly with the the librarian at my school. Uh, mm-hmm. She 
she started this this program uh, where students could like offer to like come in and help her like do library stuff because she she was kind of on the aging side and you know she she kind of needed the help a little bit so students would just like offer to help and and shit and my cousin I I didn't do it because I sometimes it required to like stay after school a little bit and I I wanted to get right home and go on YouTube because YouTube was blossoming at the time Uh, (laughs) oh yeah and uh so my cousin uh who who's a listener of the pod shout out shout out destiny uh she 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 helped out and i through through her i i became friendly with the librarian and librarian just like she she just kind of recommended percy jackson to me she was like john i think you'd like this a lot mm-hmm. and so i read the first book and i thought it was hype shit lightning thief is insane like lightning thief is so goaded and it, it's pretty cool. It, it pains me. It pains me that that the the the, the we movie... can get to that. We yeah. can get to that. <laughs> yeah, we could get to that. We also read the, the there was an instance like I, I want to say like seventh grade where as a class like not not even yeah like as a class I mean like the seventh grade class I want to say maybe it was more I might be misremembering but we all read Lightning Thief as a class. And then we went to go see the movie in theaters, and we could we could cover that bit when we get to when we want to cover that bit. But uh-huh. I I love the series. I read all the books. I end up getting like super into it, like in the way that I'm like super into Homestuck. Uh, I the <laughs> I had I made a Facebook around that time, even though I I probably shouldn't have been on Facebook at at that time. And isn't that just a universal yeah two thousands like, kid experience? Yeah, there there was a. <laughs> Game by, uh, oh god, what's the company's name? They made Farmville. Mozilla? Zynga. Zynga. What is Mozilla? What the fuck? (laughs) Zynga. Mozilla makes Firefox. Oh. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Zynga, they had a game called Yoville, which, it was basically like a chat program, kind of like IMVU, except it was like 2D. And I would go on there and roleplay as Percy Jackson and there was actually like a, a, a reasonably sized Percy Jackson role-playing fan base on Yoville on Facebook and my smile is so wide <laughs> and <laughs> oh man uh I made I made some good my, my first I, I would say that's where I started making like my first internet friends um I'm still friends with one of them uh on Facebook but good times uh, I kind of checked out after the last book in the first series, and because really, uh, in ninth grade I read the first book in the the I, I don't know what the the sequel series is called. I just know it's about the the Roman gods. Yeah. Uh, I did read the first first one in that, and I tried to read the the Egyptian books, but I wasn't like into it. Mm-hmm. and that that was it but i i still like have like a very a, a very soft spot in my heart for percy jackson i'm very excited to i i hope i hope to god the netflix series does not is it netflix or is it disney plus i i don't fucking know i don't know i just know there's a confirmed like streaming series that uh rick riordan himself says he's going to be working on and that he wants to make sure it's nothing like the movie at... <laughs> praying emoji praying emoji yeah but yeah that's um... my that's my history with percy jackson 
Yeah, I I wish I did anything as as, as exciting as uh, Facebook roleplay, Facebook uh, <laughs> game roleplay. But I mean, uh, basically, when I was a kid, um, I I don't know what year it was. I'm going to assume that this. When was the last Harry Potter book released? Ooh. Um, okay, so as as uh as as we as said was during the intro, um, before we did our incredibly short reading. Um, I was, like, a Harry Potter kid first and foremost, like, growing up. Um, I was, like... Okay, okay, that that makes perfect sense, then. Um, because I'm looking at the release dates for the Percy Jackson books, and it checks out. Um, so, I was a big uh, Harry Potter kid, like, growing up, um, when I was, like, really young. Um, it was, like, uh, my mom would read it to me, um, uh, whenever she got tired of reading it to me, then I would check out the, the audiobooks from the library, um... And I would just put them on the CD player in the living room and just sit on the floor and listen to them. Um, uh, and all things come to an end, um, some better than others. Uh, and Harry Potter uh, came to an end in 2007, um, at which point uh, I I don't know if I was old enough to consciously like feel disappointed in media like i don't think i was quite old i was uh, i was a baby and i didn't i i did not have any kind of critical reading skills yet um but i definitely was not uh satisfied going back and just rereading harry potter forever um and at some point uh i believe one of my aunts uh gifted me the lightning thief um over some uh holiday gets together it might have been for christmas um or it might have been like randomly like Hey, I've heard Aiden is bummed about there being no more Harry Potter. Here's another book that looks like a hot new YA thing. And I was initially skeptical of it, um, because, you know, I all I knew was Harry Potter when I was like fucking what was 2007? I was like nine. Um, but I I read it, uh my dad read it to me and my sister, um, and I I ended up liking it a lot. Um, as did my younger sister. Uh so as time went on, um, I believe, uh, so I believe that was like around 2007. So I read the first three, um, and I, I think, uh, I, I think that I was current by the time the Battle of the Labyrinth came out, um, because I, rem uh, I remember, um, like the th reading that when it was like new, yeah. um, and but it was pretty shortly after I caught up, so it wasn't like I was waiting for it. Um, and then uh, after I finished that, it was like then my routine became reread the Percy Jackson books until uh, the last one came out, um, Last Olympian, um, which was pretty cool. Um, I yeah, I had to be like yeah, I was so I was like eleven at this point. Um, and I had finished the whole series, um, and I was like still young enough that like I, I was you know I will I will take anything else related to thing I like, um, and so I actually did get into the the second series at a time. Um, I also tried to get into the Egyptian Kid series, um, but I they were just boring to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I I couldn't even finish the first book. <laughs> um, I finished the first book, but I it. It was like with the assistance of the audiobook and pressure from friends, and I didn't like it all that much. Um, I I don't know whether like time has come to favor those ones, and I I don't really feel like going back and reading 
like no insult to Rick Riordan, but like I I don't really feel like going back and taking the time to like reread a book for like kids. Um, yeah. At this at this juncture, uh, I've got my hands full with Homestuck. Um, but yeah, I I just could never get into them. I had some friends who uh, were really into them. Part of the other, like, the other part of the experience of Percy Jackson uh, for me was that I had, both my sister was really into it with me, and I had a couple of friends uh, who were also big fans of the series. Um, most people who I, like, evangelized it to, uh, because that's what I did as a kid. Um, I would force everyone around me to get, get into things I liked. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I had some, I had some really embarrassing homestuck uh, evangelization when I was a child, um, that I, I both regret, uh, in, I both regret immensely, and also I, I really mourn that I deleted my original Facebook account, because, man, that would have been some primo cringe, uh, to bring up, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I got, like, a, I, I think, like, two or three books into the, the set, the Roman series, um, before, like, my friends started to kind of fall off of it, and... When you're really into something and you like to talk about it with people a lot, it it kind of takes it out of it when that's become part of your routine with the media and they start getting out of it. Especially when you're like a kid and you can't go online or you don't want to go online to find people to talk about it with. Yeah. Um, because I was oblivious like probably until, uh, like my homestuck days that you could just go online and find someone to talk about something with. Um, which is. Probably was good for me in retrospect that I didn't start talking to random strangers on the internet until I was, uh, like, around 13. Yeah. I definitely would have waited even longer, but whatever. But yeah. I had the same experience as you did, where, um, even though, uh, at that point in my childhood I was, like, in a charter school, um, that my, my, the, the school still organized, like, a thing where kids from all over the state got together and they, we went and we watched <laughs> The Lightning Thief. <laughs> So I still got to have the experience of being disappointed in a group of other children uh, and being there with with all of my peers uh, at the moment that we all learned that some th- sometimes things just are bad. Yeah. Um. My 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 little kid mind couldn't couldn't wrap around the fact that that the movie was just genuinely bad and. Most of the things that upset me were, like, different... Inaccuracies. Inaccuracies. I got in, like, a huge argument on the bus ride back to the school with, like, some kid that I don't even remember the name of. Because I was I was swearing up and down that Annabeth's hair color is, like, one of the most important things and should not be changed. Right. Um, and it's funny because, like, you know, it doesn't really matter, uh, like... You could change the books and make it so that Annabeth's hair was not was uh different. I don't remember if she was if she was blonde originally. She was in blonde books. in the books, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, you could just change it so in the books she was brunette and just change all references to that, and it wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I I I don't recall it having symbolic weight. Although again, I was like a kid, um, but like it it is funny how like as a kid like that's the kind of thing that pisses you off the most. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think funnily enough, looking back, um, I, I recall almost no anger that, uh, Gro- that they made Grover black, um, which they did do that, right? I'm not hallucinating that. Yeah. 
I don't. I, yeah, I don't remember it, that ever being stated in the books, but but yeah, the books say that he had curly hair. Um, but you know, when you're I, as a white child, you read anything in a book and you assume the person looks like me to the degree that you can. Um, I never. I mean, and and it's weird looking back because nowadays if they did something like that in a in a in an adaptation of a of a written work. <laughs> hang on, hang on. The, 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 it would flip their shit. There, there was actually like official artwork done for the books, and mm-hmm. and this this is what Grover looks like. I I seem to remember. I remember this. I remember this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, delete that. Okay. Delete it. I can't look at it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, listeners, if you want to see something fucked up, look up look up Grover Percy Jackson book version. Yeah, uh, massive improvement. Uh, the movie did that right, I guess. Um, but it's it's just funny to me to look uh, look back on that and think like you know as a kid I had no problem with that. Yeah. Um, and as an adult I have no problem with it. I think it's cool to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny now to look at like what the internet is like and be like, man, people would flip their fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. I I went back recently, and by recently I mean maybe like. Four years ago, and I, I rewatched the Lightning Thief, and why I, I I I wanted to like see if like I misremembered the experience of it because like I don't know. Everyone talked about it being bad, but like like I said, my my little kid mind did not process bad; it processed inaccurate. Yeah, and and. Man, I went back and watched it. It's not. It, it 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 is not good. It is genuinely not good. The thing that on my rewatch, the thing that pissed me off most was the fucking casino scene. Because <laughs> doesn't it just turn into like a fucking like a club? Like there's a club scene for some reason. Yeah, they they drug the the main trio, and then it turns into like a club shit psychedelic scene. Yeah, wild. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one of the things that, like, th- one of the inaccuracies that pissed me off uh, as a kid was that, like, they were so much older. Yeah. Um, which I th- is a le- very legitimate grievance. Um, like, the, like I said at the beginning of the episode, like, the, the Percy Jackson books are, like, fundamentally about growing up. Yeah. Um... I think that, again, I want to draw a contrast where I think that succeeds where Harry Potter fails, where Harry Potter just gets more, like... <sighs> the, the, the thing about the way that Harry Potter grows up is that it just... More people die. Um, and it, it's... I, I don't know. Um, if you want a good comprehensive... Uh, dissertation on this go listen to the shrieking shack they're a great uh podcast um i may or may not have gotten the entire idea to do this uh from when i started listening to them like two years ago um but they are like a harry potter podcast for laughs fans they're really great um check them out uh but they are they have been rereading each book and they just got to the last one and uh it is basically just been reliving like uh my disappointment over the years as i went back and i reread the last couple books over and over again where you realize that the characters in Harry Potter, like, don't really grow up. Um, they just use... They, they're just in, put in more complicated circumstances, and... <sighs> Harry, as a character, is, like, nothing. He's, like, a blank slate, basically. Yeah. Um, 
and I and I and I seem to recall that in the the Percy Jackson books, there's a lot more emphasis placed on uh, Percy as a character and like his what he goes through and yeah. like the choices he has to make. Um, and there he's not the only character who has who like goes through stuff either, which is great. It's fantastic. It's good that there's more than one character. And more than one avenue through which it tries to tell a coming of age story and succeeds. Um, yeah, I don't know. F- fucking way better young adult books than Harry Potter were. Uh, another reason why Percy Jackson better than Harry Potter is, man, Rick Riordan is really all about representation in his books. Rick Riordan does not hate trans people. Yeah, Rick Riordan does not no... hate trans people. That's that's like one point. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than one point. That's a lot of points. That, I think. Okay, that's a uh, hundred. At least points. ten. Um, but uh, uh, but um, I I I read an article recently that was like talking about how Rick Riordan has changed representation in his books as he's progressed with the Percy Jackson franchise, and like like I think I I I think back to the the original series, and I don't remember many things i i do think like one of the positive things is like uh signs of being a demigod or like having adhd and being dyslexic and things like that yeah that was also really cool to me as a kid um and also my sister because i i've never been diagnosed with adhd but i was like uh i exhibited like all the signs of bad adhd as a kid and i still have um a hard time keeping attention uh so, I don't know. I, I feel like I probably am ADHD, and it was cool to see that, like, in the books. Because there were a lot of things that, like, were pointed at in the books as, like, oh, like, struggling to maintain attention span, like, getting hyper-fixated on something inconsequential, like, fiddling with stuff. Yeah. And that always spoke to me a lot as a kid, and I, that kind of is a good avenue for... for that, that was a good avenue. That was, like, my, like, the first avenue through which someone pointed out, like... Isn't it cool to, like, see yourself represented in a story to a better degree than, like, just being asked to sympathize with the character as a person? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, it, 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 it did feel good yeah. to have that. Yeah. Um, but then, like, uh, I know uh, in the, the Roman books, uh, the character Nico, who is child of Hades, I know he is, like, gay, just flat out. Yes. But, yeah. uh... The 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 the, fran- the the series that I have like no I've had zero interaction with such as Magnus Chase which is about Annabeth's cousin and it's 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 about like Norse mythology. Uh, I the, that's wild. Yeah, that's first of all that's wild. Younger me would be like really into that. Same. But uh, one of the characters is gender fluid, which is like crazy because you don't you don't see very many gender fluid characters. But especially not from like an established, uh, like established author yeah, for kids books. Yeah, but um, but with the uh, uh, the the Trials of Apollo series, which I know is the latest one that may or may not be still be running. How many series are there? Uh, the Trials of Apollo is actually like a sequel to the Roman ones, and not like a spinoff series. So it okay it fills out the a trilogy of series, but. Apparently Rick has gone off the rails and like there's a there's a lesbian couple, there's a transgender character, he's just off the shits and throwing representation in, which is great. Good for him. 
I know that there was some controversy surrounding that because he included a transgender character. Um, cause you know, it's okay to put gay characters in books, but not trans people yet. Mm. Um, but, but I remember seeing him, uh, defend very, very confidently, uh, his inclusion of a transgender character. And I thought, you know what? Good for him. Really cool guy. Yeah. I, I, I think I remember seeing a quote from him where, where he said that he wants his world to reflect the world that we live in, and, mm-hmm. which is great. Pr- love him. Great. Love you, Rick. Shout out Rick. If you're listening. <laughs> if Rick Riordan were to listen to our humble podcast about a property that he probably knows nothing about, I would be <laughs> profoundly honored. Um, yeah. But no, uh, um, I'm going to keep rambling. I'm going to keep talking over you. Oh, yeah, go ahead, I, go I, ahead. I'm getting back at you for all the times where you talk over me. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, absolutely. Take your vengeance. Uh, I'm enjoying no, this Another greatly. one of the great things that I think Rick's been doing is he's he's kind of been licensing out the 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 umbrella of the Rick Riordan verse in, in in which he's been bringing on other writers uh who are from minorities to tell their own stories which may or may not take place in his world and like basically endorsing them so it gives them a platform that is so awesome it, it, it's really cool like uh if you go on his website there's like a section where it's it's good there's there's a there's a good few books in that series and they're all from different authors, and it's good. Shout out, Ray. Certified pimp. Certified pimp. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude's rock. Uh, God bless him. Um, did you ever see the second movie? So speaking of <laughs> things that are great and awesome, did you, ever see, did you ever see the second movie? I found out about the second movie when I rewatched the first movie, and I, 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 I told myself I'm not going to watch it. You thought the first movie was bad. I'm sure that the second movie was just a fucking shit show. It's so fucking bad. I saw it um a good number of years later, uh, randomly at my cousin's house during a Christmas get together, um, family family event. Uh, it was just like on the TV, and I like I I was I just had to watch it because I was like, wait, I didn't know they made this, and. It, I, it, I guess it aired as like a like as a Disney Channel daytime movie, and man, oh man, uh, does it show! It was in theaters. Was Hold it? Up. it uh, if you, I googled it, and it says budget ninety million, box office two hundred million. How'd that movie make back double? Hello. That's a that was a money laundering scheme because the CGI in that movie is not ninety million CGI. That... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Man, man, man. Uh, um, yeah. the The second movie is like incredibly terrible. Um, it it compresses like three books into one. Oh no! Um, and like it ends with like the climax of like the Battle of the Labyrinth scene where they're on the they're on the boat. That's that's the that's that book, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it ends with that. It ends with the resurrection of Kronos. Um, spoilers for this children's book series <laughs> that came out ten years ago. Um, but it, oh, it's just terrible. Um, and it's like, I, I, I got the sense that they wanted to just kind of usher in, like, oh, we can just now make the last Olympian movie and, like, be done with it. Um, but, uh... Where's that at? <laughs> yeah, where's that? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the second movie is, I, I don't, it's so bad that I'm 
torn between saying that it's worth a hate watch and it's not. Um, I'm leaning not though. Uh, man, I I feel bad for uh Logan Lerman who plays Percy Jackson because now whenever I see him, I get really pissed off. <laughs> this like. He was in person being a wallflower, which is like one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite books. He was great in that, but like every time I see him, I I get mad. One of my girlfriends in college uh made me watch that, and I just didn't get it. You didn't get it? What's not to get? I don't know. It just didn't like ring with me. I guess. Oh, sorry. You're you're not you're not a quirky indie person like I'm really I am. not. <laughs> the kind of social dysfunction I grew up was being the kid who only listened to video game and anime music. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I, I stopped. I'm normal now. I'm normal. Come now. on, you didn't. You didn't throw any homestuck songs in there. You didn't have any homestuck songs. On oh, your oh, okay. Player. I did. I did. That kind of um uh falls under like video game music. Okay. I guess a little bit. Okay. Um, I actually never had an MP3 player until I had like a phone. Like I would listen to songs on like my DSI. Man, I <sighs> the the MP3 play the sound player on the DS or not the DS the 3DS. I don't think the DSI had like a competent my... MP3 player. The, I... the 3DS did. Yeah. But it output at shit quality and really quiet. I, had, but I still carried it around in my pocket with my headphones. I had this little itty bitty MP3 player that that's like probably smaller than the palm of my hand now. And man, greatest thing that I ever owned in elementary school, middle school era. Just going to school in the mornings, freezing, listening to. Hollywood Undead. <laughs> and also yeah, Blood well, on the Dance Floor, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, I just had, like, a bunch of video game music and, like, anime music on my on my DS, and it was the worst thing ever. Um, and I, I never actually downloaded any, like, home music, because when I was younger, um, I, I, I only had, like, a school laptop that I couldn't install a torrent client to. And I didn't have any money to buy uh, to buy albums on Bandcamp, so I would just open them on Bandcamp and just listen to them on the computer. This is so um, sad. I did that a lot. <laughs> I did that a lot. Um, I the actually earlier today while I was uh like uh doing so earlier um. I opened up like the bank and I was like, I'm gonna listen to one of the, the some one of these little ones that like I I listened to as a kid a ton. I listened to the little the Strife mini album. Yeah. And like, man, that one's good. Um, but it was weird because I'd heard any of the songs in like seven years, and I I knew how they all went, and like, it's a weird experience listening to music you haven't heard for like the better part of a decade. Yeah. Man. Pretty cool. Now that we're back on the also, topic of Homestuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we, we burned a good half hour to pat out this episode and make it look like it's a real episode. Um, so I, I guess uh, I guess I'm going to ask you now what page range we're going through this next is, time. This is going to be a really interesting page range and might cause us to have like a two hour episode again. Gonna, uh, but we're going to we're going to read from 3036 to 3130. Uh, okay. That's gonna have a walk around, uh, 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 another Ooh. flash, a huge lore dump. Uh, it's uh, things are gonna get real interesting next reading. All right. Well, let's uh, 
Let's let's hope that we get more material than we did today. Oh, we definitely uh, will. I promise you. Today was a bit of a bummer. We were bust. Well, it, um, it's fine. We got we got we got the Percy Jackson out of our system. Oh yeah. Um, we got me like mentioning my pathological hatred for Star Wars. I feel like we've brought that up before. Uh yeah, I I, I casually mentioned Star Wars when we were talking about uh consuming things out of order. And... Right, right. But, but yeah, yeah, I can never remember. I have a terrible attention span, um, and uh, memory, um, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll definitely have to some discussion about Star Wars in the future, um, because I hate it so much and I can't <laughs> deal with it, and that's gonna be something that it'll be fun to just like yell about how frustrated I am constantly with it. When, um, when, but yeah, when's the when's the MCU episode? When's when's uh. When's... Star Wars, I can muster the energy to be mad at. MCU is like, do you want me to be mad at this like loaf of two dollar Italian white bread? <laughs> we, like... we we can talk about the MCU if it if if we have to, but <laughs> I don't think I don't know. Spider Verse was cool. Actually, actually, there will be a point when when we can bring up the MCU. I I, I just remembered a part in Homestuck when when it would be very natural for us to bring up the MCU. All right. Well, now that we've got our page out of the way, um, and we've waffled on for a good like thirty three percent of the episode about b- complete bullshit, we'll take it to the close. Yeah. All right. Well, um, listeners, you have been uh, listening to a Homestuck podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm John. I would like to extend a giant thank you to all of our listeners, especially those of you who stuck around to listen to us uh, talk about. Uh, Percy Jackson today, um, and have, like, two pester logs that didn't have anything in them. Hang on a second. I'm intervening in the outro to say, I wanted to bring this up at the beginning of the episode, but I completely forgot. This is our 25th episode. We, we, we're, we're a quarter of the way to, 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 to 100, and that's crazy. What a shit 25th. What, yeah, what a shit 25th. I really (laughs) fucked it up. (laughs) This is all your fault. Um... It's all your fault for not giving us uh, Jade Enter at the end of the last one, and then oh lord, up at this end of this one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forgive you. I forgive you. Whatever. Keep keep uh, keep outroing. Um. Uh. Thank you, all listeners. Um. Thank you, everybody who's listening to us on uh, Spotify. And if you are yet to claim the title of first ever iTunes listener, uh, big shoutouts to you. <laughs> um. Thank you so much to editor Alex, who makes it all possible. Uh, he's the best. Um, love that guy. Uh, and I, I think that does it. Uh, catch us again next week for thirty thirty six through thirty one thirty. Yeah. Um. See you next time, guys. Let's go.